Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What a new month, the month of February. And uh, I want to declare some things to you this month, the month of February, because the Bible says we, we should call the things that is not though they are. But let me just say something else on that. When I declare the Word of God, I declare something that is already. So when I declare the blessing and the Word of God, I'm not declaring things. I'm not calling the things that is not. I'm calling the things that's already there. Because the Bible says that those who remember or those who remind me of my promises should not rest. This means that if God has given you a promise, that you have the opportunity to nag Him. You didn't hear me. To say, Lord Jesus, it is written in your word. Who, who gets this, what I'm saying this morning? We are not going to call on the things that is not. We are calling on the things that is already. It's a done deal. It's a sealed deal. Because it's, if it's in His words, it is done. Amen. Say with me, it is done. I want to speak to a few people in this building that I believe it's a prophetic hour, a prophetic minute for your month of February. Are you ready for that? Because the Bible says the word of God cannot come back void. Listen, I need at least a, a couple of crazy people who has lost their minds. Why, why do I say this? Because last month we, we've done the whole thing about faith. And, and, and I believe that people's faith levels are at another level. Come on. It's, it's, the Lord is doing something tremendous, something marvelous last month in faith. And we're going to put all together. We're going to stretch out our faiths and call the things that is. We're going to remind God of His promises. How many of you in this building has received the promise from the Lord? And you need God to be just, Lord, just, there's just a tipping point. I, I just need you to, to tip the buckets, Lord, and just do what you have promised me to do. Is there any of you in this building? Wave at me right now. Now let me tell you right now that that promise is from everlasting to everlasting. It cannot come back void. If God has promised you something, He's going to do it for you. Would you tell your neighbor God is going to do it for you? I've said this here before, let me say this again, that everybody understand. God is eternal. And God does not sit in eternity. My God is so big that eternity sits in Him. Think about Him. He, he doesn't sit outside of time. Time sits in Him. Time consists in Him. He's so big. He's so huge. He's so marvelous. And I, I like what the Bible says, that the angels that cry out to Him 24 hours a day. If, if we say 24 hours a day in heaven, there's no 24 hours. There's no time. Who hears me? And, and the only job what they are doing is they cry out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and, and is to come. And the seraphims tell each other how holy he is. The seraphims, I've, I've noticed that the scripture says they fly around the throne and they cry out to, to each other, Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Now imagine this, I'm, I'm speaking to you about angels, angelic beings that has been with the Lord if, forever. They've been there from the beginning when God created them. They were created, right? So they have been with the Lord for all these thousands upon thousands upon millions upon millions of years. And yet still today, they, that's what they're doing right now. Can you hear it? Holy. He's holy. He's holy. He's holy. And then the, 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 the cherubs, they fall down at his feet and cry out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Now they do that for all eternity. How long is eternity? It's eternity. You, you can't measure it. Now imagine this. Every time they say holy, the word holy, we, who knows, I've taught you this. The word holy consists out of anything and everything that you can describe unto God. So in other words, if I say, Lord, you are holy, what I say is, Lord, you are beautiful beyond description. Lord, you are too marvelous for words. You are perfect in all of your ways. You're a good father. You're an everlasting father. You're a prince of peace. You are wonderful. You are counselor. Oh, Lord, you are the great I am. Everything. Come on. Is somebody listening? to me 
Oh Lord, you are so beautiful. Everything in one word. And so every single time the angels say to him, holy, what they do is they get a new revelation of about how holy and how big and how mighty and how glorious he is. And by the way, he's so big that they get that revelation for all eternity. So you didn't hear me. God is so big that they can't understand all of his ways. They can't get the revelation in one time at once. They have to. This is why all of eternity they will have to wait. You didn't get that. I, that, I know that's deep. It, it just got me too. They will have to wait for all eternity to understand him fully. To understand how big he is fully. And you think you've got problems? You, you've got no problems. Do you know how you big your God is? That even the angels have to wait for it. This is why his eternity sits in him. He's so big that he can't sit in eternity. No, you didn't hear me. God is too big for eternity. This is why eternity must consist in him. It must sit in him. Now you're going to wait until all eternity. To declare how mighty and how marvelous and how beautiful he is. Because in one day you can't explain that. Is somebody listening to me? You can't explain that. And this is why this morning we're going to tell our month of February who my God is. Come on, we're going to tell our situation what God has promised us. Come on, the, the, the faith can't, can't do anything unless faith is put at work. And the, and the words in your mouth will say the words in your mouth until it's being released and it becomes the word of God. Hallelujah. When you speak the word of God, everything must happen for you. Who believes that, by the way? Now, you better pump your man lunch Boom, boom. And say from, I told you February is going to be better. I told you February we're going to be blessed. And not stressed. Come on, tell your wife, I told you, February, we're going to be anointed and not disappointed. January will no longer be January. And February will not be February. No. (laughs) This month, I declare in the name of Jesus Christ. That God will show himself mighty and powerful and strong over you and your finances in the name of Jesus Christ. Listen, I I, I want to speak to somebody that wants to hear this. There's no more time. Everything that God is doing is accelerating. There's no longer time to wait. Listen, I really do believe that the scripture says seed, time, and harvest. But we are living in the hour that it will become seed time and harvest. One minute you will sow and the next you will reap. Is somebody listening to me? Because of acceleration. I need somebody to jump to their feet and say, God is accelerating things in my life. He's so big, I have no problems. I said, he's so big, I have no problems. I have no worries. I have no care. Shout Jehovah Jireh. One more time. Amen. When you come into the presence of God, there's joy that overtakes your soul. There's a joy that floods your soul. And this is what we have that the world do not have. We have hope. 
His name is Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody, I need to hear the word of God right now. I want to declare this to you that the month of February will be a month that God will release supernatural favor to you in your household. I want to declare this right now. Listen, saints of God, if it's word, it must happen. It can't, it can't come back void. We are not asking God to do the things that we're not seeing. We are telling the Lord to do what he has promised to do. And he said to us that we have the, we have the responsibility to tell him and say, Lord, this is a promise that you have in your word. And I'm just here reminding you of your promises. Come on, I declare this to you in the name of Jesus right now, that the month of February, he will show himself faithful. You are the head and you are not the tail. I declare this, what January has done to you, February will have to pay back in the name of Jesus Christ. This month, you will walk in one way and God will open seven directions. You don't hear me. I'm prophesying this to somebody, by the way, in this building. It's so quiet right now. My fro, as I believe, that was the DVD quip. I'm taking this word. I'm taking this word right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I have come to a place in my life where I no longer want to speak about the blessing, but I want to walk in the blessing. I no longer want to speak about the presence. I want to experience the presence of God. I need sick and tired people who are sick and tired of one month, a stress month, and the next month, a stress month. No, the Bible says those who walk uprightly, God will not withhold anything good to those who are walking upright. Don't let the devil lie to you. This is Satan's worst month in the name of Jesus. I've seen this around the, nation of the nations of the world. People think that God owes them a big deal. God owes you nothing. If you don't serve him, he can use your dog to worship him. Rocks will cry out. Donkeys will speak. The universe has not been created for you. It has been created for him. So when you don't cry out to him, the stars and the moon and the suns will praise his holy name. People need to get serious with their relationship with the Lord. People need to get where I am right now, fed up, fed up to speak about the blessing and not to be the blessing. Do you know why God wants to bless you? Because he doesn't want people to say, oh Lord, I need a breakthrough. He wants to use you to be that breakthrough. I'm a carrier of breakthrough. I said, I'm a carrier of breakthrough. Hallelujah. I want to read you a quick passage, so we're going to declare the word of God. This is the book of um, Psalm 84. I want to start from verse 1. And then I've got a small one that I'm going to quote to you later on. And, uh, but I want you to open your Bibles quickly. The Lord changed my plans. I had one verse that I wanted to read to you. No more. I want to read a passage. Now, uh, as you go to Psalm 84, the presence of the Lord is key. Let me say that again. The presence of the Lord is key. Cake and tea cannot do what the presence of the Lord can do. The great, you can serve the greatest donuts. Can I explain to you what the Lord rebuked me on? The Lord said to me, look at the book of Acts. The book of Acts is not just speaking about a book, but he's speaking about a church, the first church. He said, look at the structure of the church. I said, okay, Lord, I've read the scriptures. Because today we are building churches on structures. Didn't hear me. We are building churches with man-made ideologies and ideas. And the Lord showed me in the book of Acts, what structure did they have? Let me tell you what they had. They came together hungry for the power and the glory of God. That was the structure. They were seeking God in one accord. No man-made stuff. No man-made stuff. Let me tell you. By the way, the power of God was so real in that church that they died when they lied to the Holy Spirit. That tells me that when they gathered together, there was a holy presence of God. Number two, the Bible says the second structure. 
They had no lack whatsoever. Whatsoever. Those who had, those who had 10 cars divided their cars. Okay, I'm, I'm just saying my terms today. Let's rephrase. Those who had 10 donkeys and 17 camels distributed to those who do not have a donkey. Come on, Peter had a V8 donkey, he had a V6 donkey. <laughs> Let's just say it what it is. They had Teotas. All right. Now I lost a the car, boys. So the church had no lack. Why didn't the church have a lack? Because they were mindful of the presence of God. They knew that if I have God, I have all that I need. They knew that the ten donkeys can't give me what one moment in the presence of God can do. They knew that even if I have 20 properties, that's not what's going to bless me. I need to be a blessing. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit added daily. Key. Not the cake and the tea that was served afterwards. Not the new coffee machine that we display in our churches and say, Oh, come and have a free cup of coffee. Not that nonsense. The true power of the Holy Ghost has brought people to a place where they say, I want nothing else but Him. I believe that those men walked around and knew that if I die today broke, it's still fine. As long as I can be in His courts. Somebody listening to me. The Bible says the Holy Spirit added every single day to the church. 3,000 was baptized in one day, in one service. 3,000 was saved. Let me just backtrack a little bit. I'm speaking to you about 12 men who encountered the presence of God in such a powerful way that ultimately became 120. The 120 became 3,000. The 3,000 started exploding under the power of God. Do you know what the early church had? They had the fear of the Lord. They knew the fear of God. God. And, and, and people dropped dead in their services. This means that when they came together in one accord, there was an expectation. There was a hunger. Three things that happened. The Bible says they came together in one accord. And then the Bible says as they were speaking, yet they were still speaking, the Spirit of God fell upon them. But there was a, they, they, they shouted, they praised God and they prayed. And fire came down and a wind came down and it shook that whole place where they were sitting. When last did you experience the fire of God? When last did you experience that, that breath of God that breathed upon you? You know, today what we do is, especially with our Afrikaners, was his trots. Was his tabang was hand op the stick. Lest they call me a sissy. Let me tell you something, real men serve God. By the way, real men don't know how to open up a bottle. You know how to open up your Bible. You know how to speak the word of God with truth and fire. That's what we need one more time. To, to more agree on anything shall be done. Oh Lord, send your fire one more time. Let our generation see your power. Psalm 84. How lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. How lovely. <laughs> how lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. Pause there. My soul longs, yes, even faints. Not faint because I haven't ate. Not faint because of sugar. My soul almost faints for, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out to a living God. Let's go on. 
Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young. Even your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. Listen, you can be committed to Christ and not be committed to the church. But you can't be committed, or let me change that. You can, you, you can be committed to the church and not be committed to Christ. But it's impossible to be committed to Christ and not be committed to the church. Did you get that? Okay. Let's go on. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They will still be praising you. Salah. Salah means think about it. Ponder on it. Blessed are those who go to the house of the Lord. They will do one thing. They will praise you. They will continue to praise you. They will continue to worship you. It says, Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. It says, <coughs> As they pass through the valley of, Be of, of, of Bekel, they make it a spring. The, the rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. O God, behold our shield. And look upon the face of your anointed. And then he goes on, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tent of wickedness. Keep it on the screen. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. A thousand days is it's almost say three years. So the psalmist says, Lord, to be in your courts one day is better to be three years anywhere in the world. You didn't hear me. Oh, oh Lord, if I can just get in your courts for one day, because one day in your courts is better than 300 days, or three, or, or three years rather, three years of, of being blessed. You're still getting at me. Oh, oh Lord, just, just one day in your courts takes away my heartache. It takes away my pain, Lord. Every, every ounce of fear disappears. If I, if I can just be because, Lord, there's something happening in me. My soul is about to faint, Lord. There's a desire in me to be in the house of the Lord. You promised me, Lord, that those who go to your house shall be blessed. And, Lord, the only thing that I want to do is I've realized that one day in your presence, it fine-tunes me. Lord, I can go in weak, but I come out strong. Oh, Lord, I can go in weak, but I come out bold. Old. Oh Lord, if, we, if, I, if I can just come into your courts just for a day, Lord, just to spend time with you, then I would understand that Black Label and Castle Lager and Ricky Lowe can't do anything for me. There's something that I have experienced in your courts, Lord, that I haven't experienced three years anywhere in this world. If I, if I can just spend one day in your presence, my God and my King, if I don't do it, I'll die. This is what the psalmist says, I'm fighting, Lord. There's a, there's a desire. Even my flesh is a longing for you. One day, you didn't get that, people of God. One day, in his courts, is better than a thousand days anywhere else. And yet one thing that the people fight is the presence of God. One thing the people don't want to do is to seek his face. And it's, it's as, it has been given to us freely to seek the Lord with all of His mind. Listen, let me, can, I, can I read on? Just one on. O Lord of hosts, for the Lord, it says, uh, For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give you grace and glory. 
And no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O oh Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in you. What does it mean? It says that those who seek God, nothing good will be kept away from you. Nothing good will be kept away from you. Let me say it one more time. One day in his courts, if you have pain, he's a pain taker. If you are sick, he's a healer. If you need a miracle, he's a miracle worker. He promises us the only thing between you and your next miracle is you living upright. You serving God with all of your might and coming to a place. This is why the psalmist was called a man after God's own heart. This is not my job to get you to the presence of God. It's your job to be hungry for God continuously. And if you're not hungry for God continuously, I promise you God will get a people that will be so hungry and so consumed by His presence that He will continuously fill them. I'm not going to miss out, people of God. Listen, if I'm the only person hungry in this building, I thank God I'm not, then let it be, Lord, because my soul faints after Thee. One day in your courts is better, Lord, than a thousand anywhere else. Look at me quickly. I promise you I've been there. A day in His courts is better than a thousand years in the club. It's better than three years in a club. It's better than 20,000 years in a club. One day in the presence of God can reverse a year, 30-year life of pain and anguish and years that you have lost. One day in the courts of, listen, somebody in this building, you have to hear me. God will even make the sun to stand still for you for every time that you think that I have a wasted year. If you come in the presence of God, the wasted years means nothing no more. One day in these courts. It's better than a thousand anywhere else. I would rather sit in the courts of God than live in the, uh, or be with people that walks wickedly. You know how you know that you're separated from the rest of this world if there's a continuous hunger in you that is burning. Let me quickly tell you, two minutes from now, the presence of God is going to sweep across this place. I know that. I feel it. I feel it in my heart so strong. There's a pulling. And this is not going to be for everybody. There's going to be people that are going to look at us crazy. And I said, there's going to be people that will be on their knees and cry out and say, Lord, Lord, if I can't have you today. These people who came to this building, you said, God, I have to do something right now today. If God doesn't do something today, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I said to the Lord this morning, Lord, today is the day. Today is the day that your presence will sweep. Listen, one day in his presence, you think your business got problems, spend time. One day in the presence of God, you will walk out. And I promise you, business deals will seek you out. Your, your business will never be the same again. You think your marriage is failing. One day in his courts is better than any. Listen, a day in his courts is better than this, this the high court in South Africa. Or the family court in South Africa. One day in the, you didn't hear me. One day in the courts of God's glory. You know, when you get into his presence, he fine-tunes you. He take, takes a chisel and he, he takes away all the dirty pieces, the pieces that, no, that doesn't give him honor. One day in the courts of God, you know what happened? Suddenly, my offense falls away. 
Suddenly my brokenness is, it disappears. People has hurt you. People has, has trampled upon you. But when I come into the presence of God, there's things that disappear. My past no longer lives there. My, my heartache no longer lives there. Suddenly he's the only one I see. Suddenly the more I spend time with him, the more it's, it's like an addiction. That is why there's only one high and that's the most high. There's no high like that high. It becomes an addiction. I have to have you. Lord, it's not a, it's not a, ne- a negotiation. I must have you. I must be with you, Lord. If I can just spend one day in your courts, everything else will fall into place. The Bible says that those who walk uprightly, nothing good will be withheld from them. Then, then you can come to a place and call the things that is not that they are. Lord, I thank you, Lord. My car looks like it's broken now. It's, it's, it's breaking, Lord, and I can do nothing about it, but it is written that I can call the things that is not that they are. I thank you in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, that you will send a car, that you will bless me with a car. Come on, you might be kicked out of your house, but your word says, Lord, that I will live in houses that I didn't even build. That's what your word says. If I spend time in his presence, I walk uprightly, nothing good will be withheld from me. You can be rejected. Can I just say this? The Bible says that Joseph had brothers. His brothers didn't like him much. Now, I'm not speaking to a Joseph. Three, four thousand years ago. I'm speaking to Joseph right now. They didn't like him because there was something else upon his life. He had favor. You know, when the Holy Spirit starts to work and when tears starts to flow everywhere, then you know the Spirit of God is gripping people. Joseph had brothers, but they didn't like him. He had favor from his dad. His father made him a tunic of many colors. And the tunic, when the, or let me call it a mantle, when the mantle was passed over from his father to him, the Bible says, Joseph had dreams. The dreams didn't come before the mantle. People, people don't even understand this. That when the mantle comes, it's not just the good that comes, but all hell will try to kill and stop and destroy what God has placed upon your life. They did it with Joseph. Many people say that Joseph had a dream. I really do believe that the dream had Joseph. When the mantle of favor touched his life, something happened in him. Something happened upon him. I'm just sharing something quickly. His brothers was angry because Joseph came and said, I saw something. The Lord showed me that I'm going to rule and reign over you. God's going to bless me. I'm, I'm saying this to someone right now. God is going to bless me so much, so much that your enemies will, my, my wife calls me Joseph. If she doesn't call me vessels, she calls me Joseph. Amen. Hey, Joseph, come here. I asked her, why do you call me Joseph? She says, because of the favor of God upon your life. God says, I will bless you in the presence of your enemies. Your enemies will come apart. Listen, even if, even if they are, are just coming because they have, to, they have to check out what's happening, you know, like spies. Even if they come just to spy, that's fine. God blesses you in the presence of your enemies. You're a Joseph. And his, his brother said, oh, here comes the dreamer. I'm looking at a couple of dreamers today. But I'm here also declaring the word of God that you're not just going to dream the dream, but you will start to walk in your vision. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking, listen, I know the Holy Spirit. I know the Spirit of God. These people here, you had a dream once, but you have diminished that dream because you think it is too big for God. Nothing is too big for God. He's so big that eternity sits in Him. You have to dream again. And they plotted against Him. I'm coming somewhere right now. They plotted against Him. They said, we're going to kill Him. Let's see what become of His dreams. 
When God's hand is upon your life, let it be known that no devil in hell can kill you. God is the author and the finisher of your life. Listen, I'm telling you right now, no cancer shall take you. No cancer spirit shall take you out. No high blood pressure will come near your dwelling. In the name of Jesus, no sickness. Come on, no, no China or Chinese virus will take you out. If Not even baloney will take you out. If God before you, who can be against you? He's the author of your life, Joseph. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's the author of your life. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. He's the author and finisher of your life. He decides when it's time for you to go home. And I declare it in the name of Jesus. You will not die prematurely. You will live a long and satisfying life. When you're 80 years old, your eyes will be like you were 40. In the name of Jesus. I rebuke arthritis in the name of Jesus. I command you, you shall wake up in the morning and you will feel as fit as a fiddle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Like I say, look at the dreamer, we're going to kill him. Nothing can kill what God has raised. Thank you, Holy Ghost. How do you kill something that's already dead? It's no longer I who live, but Christ that lives in me. The life I now live, I live unto the glory of God. You can't offend me, I'm no longer alive. Whoa! Let's see what's going to happen with his dreams. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen with my dreams. God says, I know what I have planned for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. That includes my children and their children. Shout hallelujah if you believe that. But the key is his presence. His presence. When you're intimate with God, you can't be intimidated by man. When God has selected you, who cares who's rejecting you? People have to reject you. People have to walk out on your life so that you can see God's plan and fulfillment. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Whoa. Gonna kill him. One of his brothers said, no, let's rather not kill him. Let's just take off his mantle. We'll throw him in a pit. You have got no cooking clue what a pit does to the righteous. No, let's throw him in a lion's den. You've got no idea what you're doing. You throw me among family members. Hallelujah. Oh, well, let's rather throw them in the furnace of fire. How do you set somebody on fire who's already living in the fire of God? Oh, we'll throw him in the pit. Do it, please. Because there he will find God. There, everything that's not of God will be tested away. Listen, in your most lonely hours, God creates supernatural powers. My soul longs for you, even faints for you, Lord. So the Bible says he came, he got there, and then they said, we're going to do, we're going to strip him of his mantle. We're going to kill a wild animal. Take the blood of the animal, sprinkle it over his cloak, over his mantle, throw him in the spit. Let's leave him there. Let, he, let him die in the pit. A pit, by the way, is a blessing. Because a pit is spelled P-I-T. I'm a prophet in training. Training for what? Training for reigning. I don't think you've got this. If you spend time with God, I don't see problems. I see opportunities. When you're in a pit, I can't wait to see how God's going to get me out of this one. When the lion's dead, I can't wait for the lion of the tribe of Judah to smack a few lions around. Go, hallelujah. When you face a giant, I can't wait to see how God is going to flatten this thing. The Bible says they killed this animal, poured out the blood over his mantle, threw him in a pit, went back to their father's house. And says, Dad, 
a wild animal has killed your son. Well, by the way, let me rephrase that portion of scripture. They said they're going to kill a goat. Take the blood of the goat, sprinkle it over the mantle. Tell their father that a wild animal has killed their son. Old Testament, every time blood was shed, a covenant was made. When a covenant is made, it's a contract that is signed. What did God say to Joseph? You're going to rule and reign. What did God say? Even when your brothers don't like you, I'm going to bless you. No, no, you didn't hear me. Even when all odds are against you, I'm going to bless you. Joseph, even if you stay in South Africa, I'll make you the head and never the tail. Even when the economy means nothing, I will still make you to rule and to reign. If they take you to prison, you'll rule. If they take you to Potiphar's house, you'll rule. Shout, I'm ruling. You have something to decide right now. You're either weak or in the presence of God. And when you dwell in the presence of God, whether you're in a pit, you are ruling and reigning. When they throw you in jail, you're ruling and reigning. When there's havoc in the world, you're ruling and reigning. You are called to rule. Very quiet in this building today. I'm saying this, I have been created to rule. I don't know about you. I have been created to rule over my situation. I am the head. Is somebody listening to me? I'm not the tail. I'm the head. I've been created to rule over all those things. And the Bible says, covenant was made, blood was shed. So what actually was happening, they, they plotted. The Bible says those who dig a hole for others will fall themselves into the ditch. How can you curse what God has blessed? How can you say no when God has said yes? Am I speaking to somebody? They said no, God said yes. They said he's not qualified. God says I've qualified you even before you created your mother's womb. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. So they kill the goat, take the blood of the goat, sprinkle it over the mantle. He's now in the pit. They're in a pit, lonely, rejected. I want you just to hear me quickly. I'm thinking about this. Jesus Christ, when at the night of his birth, they rejected him. There was no place found in the inn for him. They rejected him. In his ministry, they rejected him. They said, this, is, this can't be the son of God. Imagine this. When they had the opportunity of deciding between a savior of the world or a wicked murderer, they again rejected Christ Jesus. He lived a life of rejection. He lived a life of loneliness. But yet there was a power upon him that you can't explain away. They did the same thing with Joseph. He was rejected. I'm looking at a couple of rejected people. Rejection is protection. All right, let's go. So when the blood touched the mantle, you know what they actually did? His enemies made a covenant be between Joseph and God. What I was saying is, Lord, here's the blood. Here's the covenant. Whatever you promise to do for him, please do it. Here's the covenant signed, sealed. Okay, let me say something else. You can sleep tonight and behind the scenes, the contract for your success is already signed. The bill for promotion. Though he slay me, I will still trust in him. Hallelujah. Do you get this? 
blood was shed. So he said, they said, Lord, you know, you, pro you promised that you'll make him the head, not the tail. Do it, Lord. God will use your enemies to promote your success. God will use your enemies to sign off every promise. If you didn't have enemies, in whose presence will God bless you? You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy, my cup runneth over. I'm getting somewhere right now, all right? So he was left alone in the pit. Then he was sold off as a slave. And eventually, he ruled. He ruled in part of his house. He ruled. He was trusted with so many things. And then because of Jezebel in Potiphar's house, I want to call it Jezebel, he, was, he ended up in prison. Now, you can't have Elijah's mantle and avoid Jezebel's trouble. You can't have Elijah's mantle and avoid Jezebel's trouble. With every Elijah mantle, there's a Jezebel trouble that will try to destroy you, kill you. I will never stand for Jezebel. I say, you will never stand for Jezebel. Jezebel has been created to promote us. We, we, have, we have learned from Elijah's mistake not to run away from a devil, but to cast that thing out. I have to be careful what I say now, because every time we say Jezebel, there's a manifestation of Jezebel. Trust me. Every single time I just mention that thing. <laughs> Jezebel, Jezebel, Jezebel. <laughs> Rebuke you. Right. <laughs> And uh, the Bible says he ended up in jail. He ruled. He ruled. Imagine in jail he had such favor. Do you know why? Because Joseph knew what it was to be in the courts of glory. Joseph knew what it means that if I'm in a pit, I'm going to seek his face. I'm not going to tell him how bad it is down here. I'm going to tell him how marvelous he is. Lord, you have promised me success. Lord, you have promised. This is not the, this is not the promise. This is not my final place of residency. I'm just passing through. This is my stepping stone. I'm looking at people that you are at your stepping stone right now to the greatest breakthrough that you've ever seen in your whole life. But we have to come to a place where we say, Lord, my soul is fainting after you. My flesh longs. There's a desire to be with you because one day in your courts. If I have a choice now, three years to live on this earth or one day to have him, you don't have to invite me twice. One day in his courts changes everything. One day in his courts is better than a thousand days anywhere else. Because in his courts, you find your identity. In his courts, you find power. You can't, listen, you can't cast out devils unless you've been to the courts. People love the upper room. What do you mean, Vessel? They love the power. But they don't like the secret place. Because the secret place is a place of seeking. Where, a place where you're going to have to deny yourself and say, Lord, I seek you. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ this morning that God will raise up a culture in this place of people that they will walk through these doors. They will not wait for the music. They will seek God. They will not wait for the word they will take from God. Come on, I, I'm trusting God in the name of Jesus that there will be a culture in this place that they will know they're not coming to church so they can say, I've been to church. Thank God for that. No, but to have a living encounter with a living God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And in that, I have the mandate to say, Lord, you promised me if I seek you well, nothing will be withheld from me. 
who knows the story of Joseph later on in Scripture. Eventually, he got out of prison, and he ended up ruling Egypt. And one day, he was standing, and he saw his brothers afar off. Ki, 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 ki. He saw his brothers. He knew them. They didn't knew him. When God is done with you, people won't recognize you. He saw his brothers and he knew exactly who they were. But the Bible says when they got to him, they have no idea who this man was. That happens with those in the secret place. They have got no idea who you are. No idea. And you know why God does it? To confuse the enemy. You might have looked weak when you walked in. But when you walked out, you're powerful. Joseph had to be rejected, but he found discomfort in the secret place. Let me say that one more time. A thousand days in this world means nothing. A three years means nothing. Can I just say this? 2020, February already, January's done. Time is like this. means nothing. When you stand before God one day, you're not going to speak about your fishing trips that you had. It's not even going to be rem remembered. It's going to ask you what you have done with your time. What have you meant to the kingdom of God? Because ultimately, we are alive to preach this gospel. You might say, I'm not a preacher. That's good. You, you, you can be part of the ministry of helps. Everybody, if you're not called to preach, you're called to the ministry of helps. That means to help. Maybe you don't have money to help, that's fine, you can use your time. Maybe you don't have time, you have money, use your money. You're called in the ministry of helps. But this is why we are alive. But Joseph had this revelation. I have to be rejected. David was rejected. They said, you're not qualified. I have a testimony. There's a glorious presence of the Lord. I want you to do me a favor. Close your eyes across this building. He says, how lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. How lovely. Not dreadful, how lovely. It's the only thing that makes sense is you. In this crazy world, the only thing that makes sense is you. My soul longs. Yes, it even faints for the courts of the Lord. It says, my soul longs. Every eyes closed near me. There was a woman, a Shunammite woman, who saw a man of God in 2 Kings. She perceived in her heart this is a man of God. She perceived in her, in her heart this man has a need. She told her husband, I want to make an upper room, a place for him to stay every time he passes through the city because he's a man of God. What she actually told the husband is, I want to make room for God in my life. I want to make room for Him. I want to make a court for God's glory. And every time this man passed by, I want to honor him because how I honor the man of God is a direct reflection of how I honor God Himself. Long story short, they created him an upper room. There's a table for him. There's a lampstand, a bed for him to sleep in. And one day, he said, I want to do something for you. Just close your eyes and hear this. I'm speaking to your spirit, man. The Holy Spirit is touching people across this building. 
She said, I, I don't want anything in return. I want to do it because I love God. And he said, I see a need in you. You want a baby. You want a child. And I'm telling you that next year, this time, you will have a child. It happened exactly as the man of God spoke to her. And she's got a child. One day the child was out in the field with his dad and came back and sat on his mother's lap. And this child died. And when, when this child died, she didn't tell her husband the child is dead. The first thing she did was she went up to the upper room. She laid this boy on the bed. She laid him down in the secret place. She laid him down on the couch. And she, was, she, she walked towards him. She knew that he was spending time on Mount Carmel. She didn't tell the servants. She didn't tell her husband. When people ask her what is wrong, she said, all is well. All is well. My soul is well. When she saw the servant, Elijah's, Elisha's servant, is anything wrong? All is well. My soul is well. She said, it is well with my soul. She didn't say it's well with my spirit. She didn't say it's well with my flesh. She said, it is well with my soul. And eventually when Elisha came back to the house, the child lived. What's happening around you is a reflection of what's happening in you. Your soul is the lamp to where you're going. This is why the psalmist says, my soul longs. It is well. It should be well with my soul. If people reject you and hurt you, it should be well with your soul. Because when it is well with your soul, everything in your life is well. Don't allow people to hurt your soul. Your soul shouldn't be given to people. It should be longing for the Lord. My soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Oh Lord of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O oh God, of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Vessel. Listen to the cries of my heart. Look upon the face of your anointed for a day in your courts is better than a thousand. <laughs> I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tent of wickedness. For the Lord your God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give you grace and glory. And no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Lift those hands across this place. I want to say this until it penetrates your spirit. One day, in his courts, when they throw me in a pit, it's just me and him. When they end up in jail, it's just me and him. When you end up in the furnace of fire, you'll see that beautiful face.